Welcome to the Just Ingredients Podcast. I'm Cara Lynn, and here we talk all things nourishing to the mind, body, and soul. This is a place where you can find just good ingredients to life. Have you heard about Met Naturals? We have all heard about CBD in its many forms, but how do you know the difference between quality? The difference begins at the farm with organic best practices and traceability from seed to shelf. Have you tried CBD? Many people have tried but didn't enjoy the experience or had an experience that they didn't feel anything. Love your CBD. Better yet, utilize it daily for ailments with pain, inflammation, anxiety, or sleep. Met Naturals is the brand that has thoughtfully created products with you in mind. Met Naturals begins our plant-based care by testing all soil to the billionth particle. They never use herbicides, pesticides, fungicides, insecticides in their growing practices and have third-party testing at every stage of the process. Learn the difference and love your results. Pure, simple, and transparent. Use code JUSTINGREDIENTS for 10% off at www.metnaturals.com. Again, that's code JUSTINGREDIENTS for 10% off. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, we are going to do something a little bit different. Today is my 100th episode on this podcast, which is crazy to me. I never thought I would do a podcast, let alone get to a 100th episode. So today, my niece is here with me in the podcast studio, Lindsay, who many of you have seen on Instagram before, and she actually is going to interview me. So a twist of the usual things that we do around here. So welcome to the show, Lindsay. It's great to be here. It's going to be a good one. So for the show today, we had listeners and followers on Instagram write in and ask questions about my journey, about my health journey, why I started Just Ingredients, things like that. And so today, that's what the podcast is going to be about my health journey and about Just Ingredients. Okay, Caroline, I'm excited to be able to interview today. So how about you just start telling the listeners about your story? Okay, so this might take a little bit. So... First of all, how Just Ingredients got started needs a background about my health journey. And so what happened was about 18 years ago, I found myself with depression, with suicidal depression, actually really bad depression. And I had three little boys at the time. And people ask me all the time, Is, was it postpartum depression? And it actually wasn't considered postpartum only because my baby was over a year. And so they say, if your baby is over a year, it's no longer postpartum. But I do believe that maybe the birth of um, him did affect um, the causes of depression, which I'll get to. But like I said, I had bad depression. With depression, it looks different for everybody. Some people can't get out of bed. Some people have mood swings. Some have anger. I feel like I had a combination of a lot of things. There were some days I couldn't get anything done. I just wanted to be in bed. There were days that I had the mood swings, days that I had the anger, days that I just couldn't make a decision or do anything because I just didn't want to exist. And so what happened was it was months and months of this depression. And in fact, I actually was on antidepressants at this time. I had gone to a doctor and um, was put on antidepressants. But the problem was I couldn't get the antidepressants and the doctors couldn't either to work. Like they kept changing medications. They kept changing dosing or the dosage of it. And I just couldn't get it to really help me. 
And so one day I just was like, enough is enough. Like I am so sick and tired of this darkness. I'm so tired of being depressed. I remember sitting in, um, oh, I might cry telling my story, sitting in a rocking chair and people would tell me like, you'll be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, like just get through the darkness. And I would be like, there is no light. I can't see that light. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. And one day I just had had it. I was like, there's no hope. That's what I had lost. I was like, there's no hope. Doctors can't help me. I'm tired of feeling this way. I can't live my whole life like this. And so that day I actually did attempt suicide. And thankfully, by the grace of God and by miracles, um, it didn't happen. And I don't share this very often. And this part might seem weird to some, but angels actually were there to protect me, to allow the incident not to happen. And for years, I wondered why, like, why did that happen? Why did the attempt not, why was it not successful? And um, for years, I sort of felt guilty that it wasn't successful because I had known so many people that had um, attempted suicide and weren't here anymore. And so it wasn't until a few years ago when I started Just Ingredients that I thought, oh, I had to go through that really hard time to now do what I do. And maybe that was why I was given a second chance at life. But back to the um, attempt, once that happened and the attempt was not successful, it was a wake-up call. I finally was like, oh my gosh, I have hit rock bottom. I literally just wanted to take my life away and leave my family and my sweet three little boys. And so I knew I needed help. And so I had been to doctors, but I finally went to doctors saying, I need to heal. And I got um, aggressive about this. I would go to doctors and say, I haven't always been like this. I need to know how to heal. And the doctors would say, we're not sure how to help you heal. And this granted was 17 years ago. So if you have a doctor today that tells you they don't know how to help you heal with depression, run. Because now we know so much more about depression. But back then they would say, I don't know how to help you. And they would say, I can put you on an antidepressant. And don't get me wrong, I have nothing against them, but I would. the frustrating part was I would say, well, will the antidepressants heal me? And they kept saying, no, it will just help you. And like I said, I had a hard time with the antidepressants, but after this attempt, they did put me on a much higher dose. And so what happened for me with the antidepressants is it kept me from being depressed, which worked. But then it also kept me from feeling a lot of joy or happiness. So I tell people I felt like I was seatbelted in my emotions where I was just sort of numb to life. But it kept me alive because it kept me from feeling that dark, deep depression. So like I said, I have nothing against antidepressants, but for me, I wanted to heal. And so I went to doctor after doctor after doctor for two years. And I was so frustrated. And people will ask me like, well, why don't you just search the internet? And I'm like, you have to remember, this was 17 years ago. We didn't have all the resources we have on the internet today. It wasn't something that you could just like Google search, how do I heal from depression, where today you could do that. And so finally, I crazy enough, I was at a neighborhood party. And I overheard two ladies talking about a doctor that had really helped her daughter. Her daughter had had these hormonal issues and depressive issues and things like that. And so I just sort of eavesdropped and then asked afterwards, like, who is this doctor? And she gave me the name. And so I went to this doctor and I said, I've been to doctor after doctor for two years. I deal with depression. I'm on these antidepressants. I want to heal. Can you help me heal? 
And the doctor said, yes, I can help you heal, but it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be overnight and there's no overnight pill. Like, are you ready to do this? And I said, yes, you have no idea how ready I am. It's been two years of looking for someone to help me. And um, she's like, okay, I will help you, but you have to understand it's going to take a lot of work. And so she taught me depression is just your body screaming for help. There's a lot of underlying root causes of depression. And she said, the tricky part is though, every body, every person, every, you know, the body is different for everyone. So one person's cause of depression may not be your cause of depression. And so this is why depression is really tricky to help and treat with for people. So um, first thing, we started doing a lot of tests. We did some blood work. We did some saliva testing. We did some urine testing. And we found out that I did have a lot of health issues. Um, I wasn't absorbing my B vitamins that showed up. It also showed that my cortisol levels were off. Um, they were high when they should be low and low when they should be high. Also that my magnesium was low. My vitamin D was low that my adrenals needed some support, that my liver needed some support. Um, we also found out that I had some food intolerances that were causing a lot of inflammation. My inflammation markers were high. Um, we also did some amino acid tests and realized that I was off on different amino acids. So it was just a plethora of health issues that I was dealing with. And so now looking back, I'm like, no wonder why my body was screaming for help with depression. It was like, enough is enough. I can't function anymore. And so um, I went on like an 18-month journey with her. And um, something about me back then is I knew nothing about nutrition. Nothing. I grew up in a home that we had cereal every morning for breakfast, Frosted Flakes, Lucky Charms, all those yummy things. Went to school on all that sugar, had no idea that was not really the best thing for my body. Then probably a bologna sandwich on white bread for lunch and dinner. Who knows what frozen meal we had or whatever. And maybe I had a carrot at dinner. and Maybe I had one fruit, one vegetable throughout the whole day. So I knew nothing about nutrition. I went to college not knowing anything about nutrition. And back in my college days, it was the big craze of everything should be fat-free and so I was so proud of myself if I could get under 10 grams of fat a day because that was the thing. Like you wanted very little fat. And now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't have those healthy fats to support my hormones and to support um, brain health and all those things that healthy fats are needed for. And so looking back, I'm like, yeah, I was not nourishing my body. I had no idea how to nourish my body. And so when I was working with this doctor, the doctor's like asking me about my diet and what I eat. And I remember her saying, do you ever eat a whole grain? Like, do you have a whole grain each day? And I was like, what in the world is a whole grain? And she's like, for instance, like quinoa. And I was like, what in the world is quinoa? What is this? I have no idea. So that's how basic I was with like food. I knew nothing. And so she was like, okay, well, we're going to have to change up your diet and some lifestyle factors and get you on some supplements and I told her, I said, okay, I obviously don't know much about health, but I know I have the personality that if you tell me I have to change too many things all at once, I'm just going to throw my hands up in the air and give up. Like I can't be on some program where I've got to do 10 million things. And I'm like, I've got three little boys at home. Like I just need small little steps that are doable. 
And so thankfully she understood that. And so we went on this 18 month journey of adding in supplements and adding in exercise and cleaning up my food and adding in nourishing foods into my diet. And at about 12 months, she was like, okay, we're going to redo your testing, the blood work, saliva test, all of that, and see where you're at. And my levels had improved so much from just making these lifestyle changes and food changes that she was like, okay, I think it's time that we can taper off your antidepressants. And so then I went another six, 12 months. So I say 18 to two years. It was somewhere in between there that I worked with her and went tapered just slowly each month, a little less, a little less, a little less until I was finally off all of the antidepressants. And I remember a few days, maybe a few weeks after being off the antidepressants, I can remember so specifically being on the couch and someone had said something and I laughed and I thought, oh my gosh, that is the first time I have laughed in over two years. And it felt so good to laugh that in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I never want to be on antidepressants again. I feel so good right now. I need to do whatever I need to do to nourish my body, take care of my body properly so that I'm never dealing with this terrible depression ever again. And so that point is what like sparked my health journey for the last, what has that been now? 14 years or so that I've been on this health journey of just learning how to best nourish my body and best take care of my body so that I never have to deal with depression again. So that's sort of the background, but then let me tell you a few other things. And I know you have questions, Lindsay. Sorry, I'm taking a long time answering all of this. So about six years ago, I started feeling this like inner prompting that I needed to share my story. And I was like, nope, not doing it. Because back 15, 16 years ago, 17 years ago, when I dealt with the depression, when I tried to tell people, they were very critical or very judgmental. Or like, oh, well, it's because you don't do this, this, and this. Or haven't you tried, you know, just dumb stuff they would suggest to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they don't understand it. And it made me feel like I was weak. Like they made me feel like I was weak. If I were stronger, I wouldn't be dealing with these mental health issues. And so when I had reached out for help 16, 17 years ago and got that response, I became very closed off and private about my depression and about my journey and what I was doing. And even extended family members, siblings didn't know what I was doing because I just couldn't deal with the judgment and the um, critical comments that people were saying. And so six years ago, when I felt like I should start sharing my story, I was like, no way. Uh uh-uh. I am not opening that can of worms to be judged again and critiqued and feel weak again. And so few months went by and then I just felt this inner prompting again, like you've got to share your story. And I was like, I can't do it. So a few months went by again, just really felt like you need to share your story. And then it finally dawned on me. I was like, oh, maybe that is why I was given a second chance at life is to share my story and maybe help some people around me. And so at that point, then I started realizing that everybody around me, extended family members, neighbors, community members, church members, just all my associations, I felt like so many of them were dealing with depression, anxiety, migraines, chronic pain, chronic fatigue, all of these issues that I was like, oh my gosh, I've learned how to help people with these things. Like, I wish I could just go into their house and cook for them for a month 
And I know they would feel better if I could just do that. And I was like, well, I can't do that. That's impossible. And so one day I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll just start an Instagram account where I can just give little tips of how to feel better on a daily basis. And I was like, but I don't want it to be overwhelming because I know when I started my health journey, I didn't want it to be overwhelming. So I'll just give little tips. And if I can hit 2000 followers, then I will know I have done what I've like felt inspired to do. And so that is how Just Ingredients started. Started as a little hobby. Um, I had six kids at home. And so I was like, okay, I just feel like I need to share my story and talk about health. So I'll just start this little hobby. Um, I was busy as a mom, like I said, with the six kids. So it wasn't like I wanted some new job or anything. And so started this little hobby and then it just has grown and it started taking off pretty quickly. And I was like, oh, people are really hungry out there to learn how to feel better. And it dawned on me that there are a lot of people wanting to feel better, but there's so much misinformation out there and so much information out there that people didn't know where to start or how to start. And so that's where Just Ingredients came from and how it was born, I guess you'd say. But it came out of my health trials from years before that. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Carlin. I know, at least me, I had full body chills listening to that. It truly is an inspiring story. And I think I can speak for all the listeners listening today that it truly is an honor to learn from you and know you and all the knowledge that you've built over the years. You're so, so sweet. Thank you. Of course. So let's go back kind of to before you started your health journey, when you were going through the depression, you were kind of in the thick of it. What was your family life like? A lot of people are wanting to know, like, how did it impact your marriage? How were your kids? Stuff like that. That's actually a really good question. So my husband is a saint. That's all I can say, you guys. I could not have done it without him. And oh, I'm going to cry, you guys. Oh my gosh, you guys. So I had three little kids at home. If anyone knows what it's like to have three little toddlers, it's hard, really hard. And he also was working full time. And I had a hard, hard time taking care of those three boys. And there are many, many days that I had to call him home from work. And he actually lost his job at the time. And I feel a lot of guilt for it because I think it was because he was helping me so much in the house because I couldn't survive. And like I said, I would ask people for help. But back then, mental health was looked at as a weakness. So people were just like, get your act together. Get your crap together. Like, be a strong mom. You've got these kids. You've got to figure it out was sort of the, the response I got from people. And so thankfully, I had my husband as my support. If you don't have one person as your support, you've got to find that one person because you have to have one person to be able to turn to if you're dealing with depression. So those that are out there that are dealing with depression, if you don't have a lot of family support, I get it 100%. I did not have the family support. I didn't have the friend support either. So I get it. I know it's so hard, but you have to find someone, someone that you can talk to, someone you can turn to. And if you don't have anyone, then find a therapist, find a practitioner, find somebody that you can turn to to help or that can help you. And um, like I said, I'm really grateful that I had my husband because when you're in the thick of depression, you can't take care of a lot of daily needs. Um, it's pure survival mode in the house. And that's what it was, was pure survival mode. And he helped us survive and he helped us get through it. And poor Jeff, the other hard part is that when you're dealing with depression, there's a lot of frustration sometimes and a lot of anger sometimes. 
And poor Jeff got the brunt of it because when I was frustrated and angry and frustrated that I couldn't find help and frustrated that the uh, antidepressants weren't working like I wanted them to and frustrated that I couldn't take care of the kids and angry that I was dealing with all of this and angry that I couldn't figure out why I was dealing with all of this, the frustration and anger got thrown at him. And so that's why I say he's a saint. He's a saint for surviving the whole season of depression but also he's a saint because he took care of the kids. He took care of me and tried to work and just was so patient through it all and was committed to loving me and committed to our marriage and committed to helping me find the help that I needed. That's awesome. And so with that, once you started on your journey, you found kind of the answers that you were looking for, needing to make changes in your diet, in your home. Was he, how was it getting him on board with that? Was he receptive to that? Did it kind of take some time? So I know there's a lot of husbands out there that are partners out there who don't want to get on board, and I feel for that, but I didn't actually have that problem only because he had seen the worst of it. Like he had seen that I had hit rock bottom of wanting to end my life, and so he was very willing to do whatever and to help with whatever and make whatever changes were needed. But something that I should tell you guys is during this time, like I said, he had lost his job. He had tried to um, start a business that actually flopped. And so he had used our retirement. He had used credit cards. He had used our savings. We literally had no money at this point, like literally no money. And so when people tell me like, oh, I don't have money, so I can't live on, I can't do this healthy journey. I'm like, you can, believe me. So we had to actually be really creative with how we did things because for instance, the, um, doctor would say like, okay, we need to start you on some probiotics. And I was like, I can't afford those probiotics. Like what else can I do? And so she would say, okay, you're going to go get a jar of kimchi from the grocery store. And it's not that good. You're not going to like it. You're not going to enjoy it, but take a spoonful of it every day in the morning, like medicine. And that can be your probiotics. And then she'd be like, okay, you need a lot of vitamin D. And I'm like, well, do I have to pay for the supplement or can I do something else? And she'd be like, okay, if you promise that you'll spend like an hour outdoor outside every day, I'll let you do that instead. But she's like, but I want you walking while you do that. And so um, that's actually when I started picking up running. I hated running, but I started walking in the sun and then I was like, maybe I could start jogging. And I did. And then I started running. And so anyways, I picked up a love for running by having to be outdoors to get my vitamin D. And so um, I just tell people like, if you have no money, there are ways to do things. Because for instance, even when we started swapping out products in our home, I was like, I can't afford these fancy things. Because back then you had to go to like Whole Foods to get the better choice options. Today, your Kroger store, Walmart, Target, Costco, they all offer better choices. But back 14, 15 years ago, that was not the case. And so I was like, I cannot afford Whole Foods. Like there's no way. And so we just had to figure out ways to do things. So for instance, we used baking soda for our laundry detergent for probably like 10 years. We made our own hand soap with castile soap and essential oils for probably another 10 years. We just had to make a lot of our own stuff. We made our own cleaning supplies. We well, one of the things was I went off gluten. And so she suggested using oat flour. Well, oat flour is so expensive. And so we did invest in a grinder and just grinded our own oats to make oat flour. So we had to be creative and think out of the box. 
So it was a really hard time for us financially, but that's when I tell people you can do it on any budget. Which is so nice to hear. I feel like such a common question that we also got was how did you do it on a budget with such young kids at home and a big family? So it's great knowing that it is possible um, and that shouldn't be a roadblock in starting your journey. Um, And so let's kind of go back. So you said that one of the first changes you made was with your diet. At what point did you realize that the products in your home could also be affecting your health? So that was when I was working with the doctor. And um, the very first thing I talked about was, well, she talked about with me was whole grains, like I had mentioned. And she was like, well, let's just get some oats or something else in your diet. Where today, and granted, you guys have to remember this was, you know, 15, 16 years ago. Today, maybe whole grains is not the best option to start with. There's other things, but back then that is what we started with. And that's when I realized like, oh my gosh, I know nothing about nourishing my body. But then one of the first things she said was like, go look at all the artificial dyes in your home and let's swap out those artificial dyes or products with those artificial dyes in them for products that don't have them in it. And so I went into my pantry and just started seeing all the things with artificial dyes in it. I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. But what really shocked me was like hand soap and body lotion and shampoo that had artificial dyes in it. And I was like, why? Like, why do we need pink hand soap or pink shampoo or pink body lotion? Like, this is so ridiculous. So um, it was noticing that there was artificial dyes in everything. But then the next thing was high fructose corn syrup. And she was like, just go look in your fridge, in your pantry. And when I saw the high fructose corn syrup in in crackers, in ketchup, in barbecue sauce, in popsicles, I was like, oh my gosh, like this stuff is everywhere. And so I just went one ingredient at a time. Like I could not go search all of my products and see what was in all of them and understand that because I had no idea what most of the ingredients meant. But I could do artificial dyes and look at all of those things and swap those out for better products and then do high fructose corn syrup and look at all of those products and then swap those products out. But I had to go very slowly, like one step at a time. It was not a thing of like, oh, I'm going to go in my kitchen and rebuy everything because I know exactly what to buy and exchange it with. I didn't. So it was a very slow process, which I, that's why I encourage everybody, like just take it one little step at a time. No one has the money really to go swap out their whole pantry or their whole bathroom, you know, so one little step at a time. And I love that you lived what you teach. You, like you said, you teach start small. You don't have to do everything at once, which I think is awesome. Oh, one thing about that, Lindsay, you just reminded me something. So also with just like doing one change at a time, the other thing that really overwhelmed me was Pinterest. I would look on there for ideas and I would see like these huge elaborate kale bowls with all of these beans and fermented foods and vegetables and all these things. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. I'm used to frosted flakes. Um, Or I'd see all these people teaching about these like kale and sardine diets. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like there's no way. And so for those that are listening, it doesn't have to be that. I still had little kids that wanted hamburgers and pizza and mac and cheese and things, but I learned how to make a better choice hamburger with better buns and better ketchup, you know, or foods that, when when I say better, I mean foods that are more nourishing to the body. And so you can still have your same favorite foods out there that you love, but let's just choose the better choices that are more nourishing to the body rather than choosing the options that are full of so many artificial ingredients that are not nourishing to our body. Oh yeah, I can see how that could be so overwhelming, especially with those young kiddos at home. 
So a lot of followers are wondering, does your depression still impact you today? And if so, what do you do to manage that and get through it? That is such a good question. I actually get asked that quite often. And there are seasons in my life that, yes, I have felt the depression creep back in. And sometimes it's when it's a stressful time in my life or after the birth of another baby. Or I had a time when just recently when all three boys moved out of the house at the same time. So there are seasons where I've seen it creep back in, but I am now to the point that I can feel it creeping back in and I know exactly what to do to help it not come back. Or for instance, when the three boys were all leaving, I knew that was going to be a really hard time in my life. So I made sure that it didn't creep back in and how I did that. Cause I know people are like, what, like, what are you talking about? So when I feel the depression start creeping in to me, I just think of it as like a warning sign, like, Hey, maybe take care of your body a little bit better. Like something's going on. And so I just quickly reevaluate like, okay, have I gotten enough sleep lately? And if I haven't, then I work on that. Or sometimes some of those seasons I've realized I haven't been exercising and exercising is huge for me. So I'll be like, oh my gosh, I got to get back moving every day. That's a huge help to me. Or I'll reevaluate and be like, have I eaten a ton of sugar lately? Like, so that people know I'm not an extremist. I do enjoy my sugar every once in a while, but I do not eat it on a daily basis is the difference. So I'll be like, have I eaten a ton of sugar or a bunch of processed food lately? Like, did I go to too many parties or whatever, you know what I mean? And so I just sort of reevaluate. And then also during that time where I feel it creeping in, I will take a ton of supplements. And so people will ask me like, are you on a supplement every day? And over those 14 years, my supplements have changed on a daily basis, depending on what I need, because I do go to the doctor yearly to get blood work done just to see where I'm at. So for instance, right now I take a magnesium every day because I was low on magnesium, but I used to not take magnesiums and, or a magnesium. And years ago I took a probiotic every day, but I feel like my gut health is okay. So I don't take a probiotic right now. So anyways, when I feel the depression creep back in, I actually do get back on my pro probiotic, vitamin D, um, magnesium, just all the good, a good multivitamin that I like. It's like an organ complex. All those things, I do take them every day for a few weeks just to help support my body. So to me, yes, the depression can creep back in. But to me, it's a warning sign to, hey, wake up, just reevaluate. What are my lifestyle factors looking like? What's my diet looking like? What are my supplements looking like? And then I just pay a lot of extra attention to all of those things for the next few weeks until I start feeling balanced again. And that's awesome. I think that brings up the great point also of just being able to be aware of your body and what it needs um, and what you may not have been giving it that you can start adding back. Okay, so in your health journey today, is there anything that you still are wanting to improve on? You know, I get asked that a lot too. And yes, and people are always shocked when I say yes. And this is why I call it a health journey because I think all of us should be on a health journey and all of us are at completely different stages of their health journey. So when I started my health journey, it was purely just to not have Frosted Flakes and Lucky Charms every day, right? And to swap out ketchup and barbecue sauce and then add in some whole grains, like I said. But that's not my journey today. My journey today is I'm making sourdough bread and I'm fermenting things and I can make homemade yogurt when we want it, you know, and I'm really trying to focus on a lot of um, vegetables at every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, where that might not yet be somebody's journey. But I have friends who, for instance, cook with liver 
I have not gotten to that point yet. I keep saying I'm going to throw some liver like in our hamburger or, um, you know, different sauces. And I just haven't gotten to that point. So I call it a health journey because I believe all of us should be on a health journey. Even those people you see on Instagram that you think are eating a perfect diet. They're not, by the way. No one is perfect with their diet. And so there's always something you can do better on your health journey. And a journey is taking one little step at a time. And so you might be advanced on this health journey, but there's still stuff that you can always improve upon and do better with because no one's perfect. Absolutely. There's always ways that we can all improve. Okay. So when on your health journey with your kids at home, were they receptive to changes? Did they kind of give you pushback? How are they with everything? Okay. So this is a big question out there that people ask me all the time. Like, well, my kids don't want to change or my kids don't want to make this swap or it's so hard with kids. So here's my advice. If you change one little step at a time, they don't really notice. Like my kids had no idea I changed to a different ketchup. Like it just was ketchup with high fructose corn syrup and now ketchup without high fructose corn syrup, right? So I was making all these changes. They didn't care that we had a new hand soap. They didn't really care we had new laundry detergent. You know, they don't really care about those things. But I know that people are like, yeah, but it's the fruit snacks. It's the snacks. It's the cereals. It's, you know, all those, the junk food type thing, getting rid of that, that that's the hardest. So I tell people, okay, let's start with the other things first then, like the things that they won't notice that you're swapping out to let's just find a better replacement. So if they still like cereal, well, let's maybe find like an organic cereal that doesn't have the artificial dyes and the high fructose corn syrup in it. And, you know, maybe GMOs and glyphosate and all those other things. Let's just find an organic cereal and start there. And usually there's not too much of a complaint. They taste pretty much the same. Um, And then maybe it's like, okay, now that we've changed to a better cereal, maybe we don't have it for breakfast anymore. Maybe we just have it as a snack after school or a snack after dinner, something like that. So we have to take baby steps even with the kids. It's not like, you guys, hey, we are changing everything. Good luck with what we're now going to eat in our house, right? We've got to be smart about it and make little changes. And if you do, they don't really push back because it's slowly and it's gradual. But the other thing I tell parents or anyone making these changes is you have to be consistent. So for instance, we always have a vegetable at dinner every single night, at least one. And my kids just know every single night they're going to have a vegetable and every single night they've got to try this vegetable. So we want to teach consistency to the kids so that it's not like, oh, mom's on some new diet, mom's on new, some trendy thing, and now we're trying these things at meals. No, let's take little steps, little changes, let's educate as we go, and let's be consistent. So they never ask about vegetables at dinner, my kids. They just know like, oh, every night we have a vegetable, no questions asked. That's just an expectation now. So like I said, be consistent. That helps a lot when they know you're not on some trendy diet. But like I said, education is also really important. You can teach the kids at all different ages about nourishing foods and about fueling our bodies properly. I never tried to teach it as like, oh my gosh, that's such a bad food. You don't want that food. I always taught like, hey, these vegetables or this new cereal or whatever, this actually will nourish our body properly. And I would say like, you remember mom didn't really nourish her body good before. And that's why I was so sick and had so many health issues. So we've got to put the right gas in our body, like the right fuel in our body, just like we would put the right gas in a car. And so little changes, be consistent, 
and educate along the way. And then I think they're so much more willing to change. But with that said, I did have a seven-year-old at the time when we were changing. And so it is so much easier to start when they're little, like the little babies and three, four, five, they had no idea. But the seven-year-old, as we went along, you know, at like nine, 10, 11, he'd be like, man, I miss those fruity pebbles. Or you remember those Twinkies we used to have? Those were so good. So there was a little pushback later from the older kids, but to you young parents out there, just start them when they're young. Cause my youngest two, they are so much better at eating healthy. Like they just eat whatever and it's been part of their life. So they don't really know any difference. So Anyways, my little tips to you out there. I love that. So do you have any final tips that you want to share for people who are currently suffering, going through depression, or on their health journey? Oh my goodness. So many tips. So come join me at Instagram on my Instagram page. But for those that are suffering with depression, let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about this for a second. Like I said, depression is different for every single person out there. Depression is your body screaming for help. So listen to your body and go get the help that you need. But realize what may help your neighbor or your best friend may not help you. And so on Instagram, I try to show like a ton of different therapies out there because I believe red light might help some people. IV infusions may help some people. Talk therapy may help some people. Um, amino acids may help some people. Cryo may help some people. You know what I mean? There's so many treatments out there these days that you've got to sort of do your own research well, and work with a practitioner who can help you find your root causes and treatments that will best help you and quit worrying about what everybody else is doing. I mean, maybe learn from them and right? be like, oh, this person tried ketamine and it really helped them or this person um, worked on their inflammation with an elimination diet and it really helped them. So maybe learn about all the things, but work with someone to find out what is your root cause and make sure you're addressing that root cause. I just talked to someone the other day who had been going to talk therapy for 10 years and don't get me wrong. I love therapy. There is a definite place for therapy and therapy can teach you, talk therapy can teach you so many tools of how to deal with stress and how to deal with depression and how to analyze things. And my own kids have been in therapy for things like, don't get me wrong, I have nothing against it. But we need to re realize that depression also has a root cause. So do the talk therapy. And if that's not addressing your root cause, because some do, some therapies out there definitely will address your root cause. But go figure out your root cause along with that talk therapy. So for instance, this girl that I was talking to was telling me she did the talk therapy for 10 years, helped her a ton, but didn't take that depression away. It just was teaching her tools and, you know, helping her along with the depression. But when she found out that she could not absorb B vitamins very well at all, and she was so low in her B vitamins, she um, got on a high dose of all different B vitamins. And she's like, I am a night and day different person because of having these B vitamins, because mentally it's really hard to function properly without all of these B vitamins. And so she's like, I love the therapy because it taught me so many things, but it didn't address my root cause. So that's why I'm saying like, go figure out your root cause and figure out what treatment is best for you. Because like I said, talk therapy can find the root cause and may help you 
But for others, maybe it doesn't if it's a food intolerance or it's the B vitamins or, you know, all these other medical conditions that it could be. So my advice is go find your root cause, but also be patient. Like I said, it took me going to doctor after doctor after doctor. It's okay to get a second opinion, third opinion, fourth opinion. Um, Like I said earlier, today, doctors should understand all of these different root causes of depression. If you have a doctor that says there's no healing, there's no root causes, seriously, just say thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it and move on. Find a new doctor practitioner that can help you because there is help out there. And that's what I, by sharing my message, I want people to know like, it's okay to talk about mental health because 14, 15 years ago, it wasn't okay. People were shamed for it and we've got to get over that. There's so many mental health issues out there in the world today that we need to start talking about it and we need to be open about it and we need to be willing to help people and willing to educate people. And so if you are dealing with a mental health issue, like I said earlier, find that one person that you can trust, that you can talk to, that can help you find the practitioner, that can help you go find a therapist, that can help you um, make some of these lifestyle changes that you need to change. So I feel for you if you're dealing with the mental health issues. I know how hard it can be, but honestly, do the work to heal. I know it's hard and it's terrible sometimes, and it may take a long time. It's not an overnight fix, but it's so worth it in the end because I have seen a life of darkness, misery, no hope to the point of light and happiness and energy and full of energy and wanting to live and wanting to you know, fulfill my purpose in life. And so I just really want to say to you listeners, if you are struggling, find that help that you need, find that person, find that treatment, find your root cause and do the work to heal. That is such great advice that all of us, no matter where we are on our journey, I think can learn from. Um, so to close how we always close the Just Ingredients podcast, Carlin, what is your best ingredient to life? Ah, uh, now I've now I'm on the flip side because people always say, "Oh my gosh, that question's so hard to answer." And now I get it. It is really hard because after talking to you, I'm like, "Okay, there's a few things like there's hope because when I didn't have hope, that was when I wanted to end my life because I literally had no hope that there were better days ahead. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. There was no hope for healing. So hope is one of them. I think we all need hope. Hope in feeling better, hope in a better life, hope in that things will get better. But with that, okay, I'm going to have three best ingredients. Family. To me, um, my husband and my kids are my world. They, they are why I'm here today. They're why I healed. After um, attempting, I was like, I don't want to leave these three cute little boys. And now having six kids, I'm like, I'm on a health journey so that I never fall back into that depression because I would never want to leave these six kids. They're amazing. They are my world. They mean everything to me and my husband as well. So family is my other best ingredient. And I'd say my last ingredient um, is trust. And for some, they don't believe in a God. And that's fine. Like everybody's on their own journey of what they trust, but trust, trust your inner self, trust your inner promptings that you have, trust in God, trust in whatever that higher being is, because um, now trusting just those inner promptings I had and trusting in God, 
I feel like I've fallen on this pathway of just ingredients of trying to help others. And that I was given that season in my life of depression and trying to heal so that I can now help others. And that starting just ingredients was due to trust, trusting that prompting, trusting that inner feeling, trusting in God. And so I would say those are my three things, hope, trust, and loving your family. That is to me what makes life amazing. Those are awesome. And if there are any first-time listeners tuning in, do you want to share where they can find you? Yes. So go to just.ingredients on Instagram. That's my main platform. And then we do have this Just Ingredients podcast. We also have a Just Ingredients Facebook page. We also are trying TikTok, which is sort of comical, everybody. Me trying to do TikTok. And, uh, but then I do have a website, justingredients.us, where I sell lots of products. And I also share a lot of favorites because it can be overwhelming. And I wish so badly back in my day when I was trying to make swaps that there was some resource that I could go to that was like, oh yeah, just buy this shampoo and buy this cleaning supply and buy these food items and you're set to go. And so now I'm trying to provide that resource to others. So on my website are a bunch of favorites. And um, I'll just say about my products really quickly. So, because we didn't touch upon that, but that's okay. But about my products. So all of my products start because I can't find the product out there that I want. And so I'm like, for instance, protein powder. I wanted a protein powder that really nourished the body. I'm all about using all real food ingredients. Like there's no need out there for all this artificial stuff. Companies put that in there. This is a whole nother topic, but that's okay. Companies put that in there because it's cheap. And so they earn more profits. I wanted to make products with real food ingredients, things that nourish the body. Could not find a protein powder that had all real food ingredients. And I liked the taste. If they had all real food ingredients, I hated the taste. If I liked the taste, they didn't have all whole food ingredients. So I was like, I'm making my own. So that's where my products came from. So now I have a protein powder that I like the taste and is made from all real food ingredients. So when you ask, where can you find me? You can find me and my products at justingredients.us. And you can just trust that they're all real ingredients that will nourish the body and not cause any harm or be of any controversy. And if you guys haven't tried her products, they really are amazing. They're the best out there. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for being here. That actually was super fun having you interview me and me being on the other side. Yeah, of course. It was great to hear your story. I can't wait for the listeners to be able to hear it. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the Just Ingredients podcast to learn more about your health and good ingredients to life. Plus, get daily tips at just.ingredients on Instagram.